Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. We have the honor to be here once again with Mr. Mostrur, who is a clinical hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. I got it right this time. <laughs> and a life coach and a breathwork facilitator and a human being. Yeah, you Jew, can... husband. You guys love having Mo on, so we'll bring him back on a nice Saturday night for New Year's. All right, Mo, the topic today is going to be short, sweet, and informational. So for people that are thinking about in a or um, deep into a relationship, how do they think about the other person and know when they're not thinking about the other person and what's like a healthy balance, you could say? So that's a very, very loaded question, I think before getting into a relationship or while I'm in a relationship, I have to be really clear that there are something called something called needs and something called wants and something called desires. We all have our own needs, wants, and desires. We all show up to relationship with our own sense of needs, wants, and desires. I need certain things in my life. I need uh, love, I need food, I need shelter. Uh, there's a whole list of needs. I also want different things. I want steak and I want chips and I want to learn and I want to grow and I want to go to the gym and I want to sleep. I also desire different types of things. I desire meaning. I desire uh, something exciting. I desire, I desire growth. I desire to and yearn to know a subject. I desire to finish school and have a profession that's given me seven figures. I desire a lot of different types of things. So just because you want and need and desire a whole list doesn't mean that your partner or the person that you're going to be with is going to want, need, or desire those same things. What you want to find is where do you guys meet? What do both of you, can both of you agree that you both want? Wherever it is that you go in your life, you're going to want certain things. If you're looking for a partner, you want to at least have someone in your life that's going to want something similar that same thing, or that wherever it is that you're going to want to go, you guys are going to want that same thing. Even though neither of you have met the goal, you can agree that there is a goal that both of us are actually heading to. That is what I would call building an intentional relationship. An intentional relationship means I'm building a relationship where there's an I, there's a you, and then there's an us with intention. And in that intention, I'm getting really clear on what my needs are and what your needs are, what my wants are and what your wants are and what my, your, and our desires can be. So that's just on the realm of the intentions that we, that it's a, it's not always going to match. And I want to find ones that are similar. I'm not trying to say that, oh, once I find out that we don't want the same things, that doesn't mean everything is complete. The, the real question is, is do you, are you guys headed to the same place? Do you guys want to reach the same goals? Do, do we both want to look back 
when we're hitting 40 or hitting 50 and have somewhat of a similar type of picture, albeit that we have no idea what that picture is going to look like. It's going to be really clear when you're dealing in very real-world things. This is not just an ethereal, we both want Mashiach and we both want the third Beit HaMikdash, which, yes, I actually had a guy that I spoke to. He wanted to know, this is the girl I wanted to set him up with, does she want Mashiach? I was like, <laughs> it's like, yes, but like I don't necessarily know if she wants your idea of Mashiach. But financially, <laughs> are, do, are, do both of us have the same, have, have similar expectations or or outlooks when it comes to different types of financial responsibilities, physical responsibilities. What are we going to do with health? Where are we going to send our kids to school? What, are, what do you want? Where do you want to live? A lot of people think that they want to, the same things. They don't. How many people have, are open to moving or think that they're open to moving? But really, at the end of the day, there's no shot that they're leaving home. Many girls don't want to necessarily leave their mothers. Other girls couldn't be happier to. So it's important to realize what both of you actually want when creating an intentional relationship. And it's okay, both of you not, both of you don't want the same thing, but being honest about it. The second realm, all right? I'm gonna go on a whole roll and let's see where, where this takes us. You don't both think the same way at all, at all, at all. Just because both of you see many different things similarly does not mean that she doesn't have her opinions and you don't have your opinions. You can both watch the same movie and be completely enthralled with it and completely invested in it and love this Netflix show. And then you can watch something completely else. And she can be totally enthralled and invested and absorbed into it and, and, and you probably won't enjoy it. You guys are not going to think the same way. And you're not supposed to think the same way. You're not supposed to always be agreed on the same thing. So there have an openness to being with a different person other than you. The goal of the relationship is to have a wholeness and to have a oneness, not to be one person, not to be the same but rather to be whole together, not to be the same together. Could you elaborate on that point? The goal of relationship is, is when with relationship specifically talking about a marital relationship, is that God has imprinted into creation that we're going to spend X amount of years single. And during those single years, we get to learn what it's like to be ourselves, learn what it's like to develop a sense of boundaries, learn what it's like to feel our own feelings, learn what it's like to, you know, taste some successes and taste failures, have your 20s. <laughs> 20s are definitely a very, very full experience, but it's not the whole package. So when I'm single, I get to learn that. I get to learn who I am and have a taste of that. I'm never going to actually really know who I am until I find someone who's going to, in a sense, be my mirror, really be the person I could bounce off of on all levels. The amount of refinement that I'm going to find on my own is going to be nothing compared to the refinement that I'm going to find when I'm committing myself 
to live this life with another person, to strive, to grow, to accomplish, to fail, to grieve, to laugh with another person. That, the, the intention of marriage is to bring me to my greater state of perfection, imperfect perfection, if you will, where I can, and I cannot do it on my own. I cannot just do it living in my parents' basement. I cannot just do it living in my own penthouse. Being alone is not the complete package. We are designed in order to be in relationship. Every cell in our body is in relationship to another cell. Every limb of your body, every finger is in relationship to another finger. Every hand is in relationship to another hand. Our whole bodies are in relationship to other bodies. When I take another body, which is going to be a lot more than a parent, a lot more than a sibling, and definitely a lot more than a friend. And I say, no, this body, I'm going to choose, and she is going to choose to enter into this relationship together, both with our own wants, our own needs, our own desires, and we're going to work it. We're going to commit to working it, to bring the best out of each other, and I'm going to be invested in your success, and you're going to be invested in my success, and we've discussed and we've elaborated, and we've given it the time to understand what does success mean to both of us and where are we meeting in these different definitions of success and what does failure mean to both of us mm -hmm. so and it requires a lot of difficult conversations a lot of honest conversations a lot of introspection a lot of counsel a lot of space and it's not and I think there's, there's an honesty that is demanded that we are not meant to live life alone and we want to be in relationship. Now, there is a distinct difference, and I say this to all the men in the room, there is a distinct difference between getting the girl and winning and being in relationship. People often think that mistaken the two. People often think that as long as she's saying yes, or as long as she's still agreeing to go out with me, then I'm winning. Then if, if I could get her back, then I've won. Life isn't about winning. Life is about being in relationship and winning while being in relationship. You don't win by being in, by, by, by getting to be in a relationship. You win when she's happy. You win when she's happy, you know, and you don't lose your happiness in relationship to her happiness. So, yeah, I think this that that answered a bunch. Please, uh, if you have any follow-ups on that, please ask. How does a person essentially take him or herself out of the picture and really think about the other person? So my knee-jerk reaction to that is ask them. Ask them about themselves. Ask them about what they think about certain things. Ask them how they feel. And you really listen. You really, really, really listen. How does a person listen? So, first, it's showing up with a new mind. It's showing up with, I'm not coming in 
trying to fit this person into what my idea of what this person is. I think this goes back to the first thing that we, the first time we recorded. Many people like to fit certain things into their idea and of, of how things should go. I have an idea of this girl. I have an idea of this girl called Emily. It's like a fantasy. And I've, I've created and constructed this view of what girls like Emily like. So I'm going to listen to Emily and I'm going to evaluate whatever she says based off of this caricature, this construct of what girls like Emily should like. And if, is that actually listening to Emily? No. Is that actually listening to another person? Listening to yourself. It's listening to how I judge this person or I evaluate this person based off of my preconceived conceptions. There's nothing wrong with this. Doctors do this all the time. Right? Doctors will listen to, to, your, to, your, to your symptoms, plug it into the computers in their mind, and rip out, a, rip out a diagnosis. But relationships are not client-therapist relationships. Real relationships between man and woman is not a doctor-patient relationship. I'm actually listening to the other person with an open mind. Because if I'm actually listening to Open that you to could it, lose them? Hmm? Open that you could lose them, maybe. What do you mean, open that I could lose them? Open mind, meaning, like like you said, you want to win. So if you're open, if you're listening with an open mind, it means that you're open to losing also if it doesn't fit. So if I'm, if I'm only listening... Like taking yourself out of the equation, correct. looking at it from a third correct. person Can perspective. Can I actually listen to this person for what they're saying? So an open mind... Can I, sh- and without my preconceived um, conceptions, am I giving advice to them or am I sharing my own experience or am I just letting them speak? Many people confuse listening with sharing or sharing with listening. Well, I have one friend that says, that says one story, I top it with another story. Instead of asking questions in the story. Instead of just actually just listening to their story. I'm so quick to take the spotlight and make it off, make it about me. That's not listening. That's waiting for them to stop talking so you could talk. Correct. So it's like... Or, my, or men, we do this all the time. The second she says something, and it might be a little bit negative, how quick are we to give advice? How quick are we to fix... We get really, really, really solution-oriented because, of course, because I want to be the guy that fixes all of our problems. You're never going to be. Why? Because you're not meant to be. You're meant to be her man. You're not meant to be the guy who fixes all her problems. So she's supposed to fix them. There are problems that you fix together. There are problems that you fix, but you're not going to fix every problem, especially not on your second date. But it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't come from a bad place. I'm not, we're not judging it. What it. We're making a distinction. How do I take myself... How do I take a step back and actually listen and create space for this other person? So listen just to listen. So maybe I don't give the advice. Or maybe I ask before I give advice. Or maybe I... Just listen. Just listen. So how do I listen? First, I got to practice that open mind. I have to practice a sense of presence. What does present mean? Present essentially means I'm showing up. I'm showing up in the here and now. So many of us get caught up in the past or in the future that we're not actually sitting here in the moment. If I'm in relationship with someone and 25% of me is thinking about my business, another 15% of me is thinking about 
am I going to make minyan? Another 10% of me is, you know, thinking about my grandmother who's sick. All right? All very, very important, important things. That's, what was it? 10, 25, and 15? So that's 50% 50. of me that's already... Consumed. Consumed with something else. That's not her. That's or not her. there. There, yeah. Forget about her, but it's not there. So, you might actually say, listen, I really want to be present with you, but I not, but parts of me are occupied. And these are what they're occupied with. How many times would a girl say, well, you're not listening to me. And I'm not actually sharing with her. I want to listen. I want to be present with you. This is what's occupying my, my, my headspace. But the rest of me is here. That this is also what's going on. Communication 101. So, oh, so first, it's coming in with an open mind. And it's being present. Also, paying physical attention. Paying attention. You want to pay attention to the person that's in front of you. Pay attention means you're not looking around. Pay attention, you're making the eye contact. Pay attention means you're not looking at your phone. You want to pay attention because if you're actually paying attention to them as they're another person, they're going to feel that. Everybody wants attention. How many things did we do as kids when we were looking for attention? Attention is something you actually have to invest in pay, so physical attention. And you could fake it, but that winds up being felt. And if you're either going to be real or not real. So, open mind. Patient. Uh, pay, pay attention. Patient, definitely. Patient with yourself. Presence. A fourth thing that I'm going to throw out is this word I want to resonate with. Listening is resonating with. What does resonate mean? Resonate means to feel with. I want to be able to feel with the other person. I want to be empathetic to the, with the other person. In order to explain resonance, if you take a guitar string, all right, you know what a guitar looks like, right? And you take two strings, the same, on the same frequency, and I pluck one on a guitar, what's going to happen to the other string? If both of them, if it's two of the same string? I'm not sure. Think about it. If I take a big a guitar, and I take two identical strings, and I pluck one, what's going to happen to the other? It'll substitute? It'll also start to, to vibrate. It'll also start to resonate. Oh, you mean, yeah. Correct. So, you ever go into a wedding, mm -hmm. and the whole vibe is there, and everybody's jumping, and the second you walk in there, you probably were outside for having... Let's say you were having an argument outside, and the second you come in and you hear a tum 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 tum, what happens? Good mood. You get you get into a good mood. That's resonance. You start resonating to what's around you. Real listening is allowing yourself to resonate with the other person. What if you have your own needs? What? One second. Yes, you do. We're just talking about how to listen and how to be with the other person. Mm -hmm. See? I'm talking about the other person. You're already asking me, well, what about your own needs? We'll get to your own needs. No, how do I like balance it? Like I hear you. Yeah. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so as I'm listening to these, this other person, I'm allowing myself to resonate. I'm allowing myself to feel with. Wow. So what I'm hearing is, is you really had a hard time with that, with that date. Or I, you had a really hard time with your father. Or, damn, 
work sounds rough. And you'll feel yourself feeling with them. You want to feel yourself feeling with them. Another way to say that is you want to actually care. You want to actually care. So an open mind, you want the presence, you want the, the, you want to resonate with them, you want to feel with them, you want to match their energy, you want to feel what they're feeling. And be curious because they're a whole other world and they're a whole other person. So be curious, especially if you're dating for marriage. Because this is a person that you're going, your kids are going to wind up resonating to. So you're going to want to be able to resonate to them. You're going to want to be able to connect to them. And the sooner you're able to click in emotionally to what they're feeling, the easier they're going to have also to, to connect to what you're feeling. Because you're creating that us, you're creating that connection. So the open mind, the presence, the resonance, and the paying attention. Now, what happens to your needs? Your needs are your needs. Your needs are definitely there, and your needs matter. If I don't listen to my needs, or if I'm not in touch with my needs, if the same way I could listen to another person, I could show up with an open mind, I could pay attention, I could be present, I could resonate, I could also listen to myself. Every need, want, desire that I have inside of me deserves to be listened to. By who? By me. Mm. Every need, want, and desire that I have inside of me deserves to be listened to. That doesn't mean that they get to rule my life. But let's say I really have this want to matter. I really want to matter. I really want to matter. If I'm not actually open-minded, to how much I want to matter. I might not watch myself. I might not be open to seeing myself. And sometimes I might want to matter so much, I walk into a parking and I make a fool of myself. Or I wind up putting my foot in my mouth. Or I wind up word vomiting things. Or I might not, or I might, whatever. How many times did we have uh, maybe an awkward date? Or have an awkward connection with someone else because we're trying to matter, we're trying to connect. What if I actually could listen to those needs that I have and give space for that, resonate to that? Trying to connect Pay attention to the to other that. person? Yes. Listen to yourself? Mm-hmm. Will that help the connection? Well, who is the one connecting? You to you. And then what happens? If I'm, if I'm connecting to myself, and then I want to go connect to another, how might that enhance the, the relationship? With who? With the other person. Well, if you're connected to yourself, then you won't need to connect yourself to them in, in like a selfish way. Mm-hmm. If I'm more in touch with my own needs and my then, own desires... Then you could be in touch with someone else's. Then I could be in touch with someone else's. But if you're not, then it just turns into... I need to go like look for what I'm missing in them. Exactly. People get really, really in the habit of trying to find... What they can't see in themselves in someone, someone else. else. To look for themselves. Yes. Stop Is that codependency? It's not... Code, I want to call it codependency. I would call selfish. it projections. 
it's something called projections. I project what I, what I want to see onto someone else. I project different insecurities I have about myself and someone else. Or something called transference, which is a whole other thing that we could get into. But I often want to... Chazal says, Whoever is going to be posel someone, whoever, uh, say in Hebrew, nullify. whoever nullifies someone else, is just nullifying his own wound. Is nullifying from that place of his own wound. Another way to say it is, you spot it, you got it. I'm not going to see something in someone else that I'm not willing, that I, I, it's very, sorry, I'm saying it, I'm, let me backtrack. It's very easy for me to see an insecurity in someone else or to see a criticism in someone else, especially if it's someone that I'm dating, especially if it's someone that, or to see a positive attribute in someone else. It might be a little bit harder to acknowledge that positive attribute or that criticism inside of myself. For some people, it's very easy to be self-critical. But it's not as, as it's not as smooth sometimes to see their own positivity and see their so, their own ma'alot. I was just talking to my Rosh Hashiva this week. He said, he brought it from Yerushalayim. One of the things that God wants us is to take your biggest ma'alot, to take your biggest um, good attribute, good attribute, and perfect it, and perfect it, and as your Schlepping that up, it's going to bring every other positivity out of you. Wow. So much of our tafkid, so much of our job is to take that positive attribute, that good thing about us, and sharpen it, and sharpen it to as sharp as attack, and make it great, and make it big, and make it more. And just by you doing that, that is going to schlep up everything else. That said, when you're talking to another person, Look for, the, look for their good. Look for their good. You want to see, not their potential, because you're not marrying potential. Look for their good. What, what is good about them? What, are they, what lights up their lives? Not potential, yeah. What are the, right? what, what potential are they? is great, but if you're just marrying potential, you're in for a rude awakening. All right? and, and potential is something that they need to invest in. But what's in front of you? Mm-hmm. And listen to it. Oh, but what about and and what about your needs? Listen to them. Listen to them too. Listen to them too. You deserve to be heard too. You think you think it's good to take care of your needs on your own and not involve them with it? I think there are certain needs that you'll meet and there are certain needs that by design are to be met in relationship. For example, Many, 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 many needs. I have a need to be heard. I have a need to be held. I have a need to be listened to. I could listen to myself, but then I also want to be be listened to in relationship. I do. I'm very clear with that. I have a need to be heard. Any child, by the way, growing up needs to be heard. A relationship that, that... where there isn't space for both parties to actually be heard, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough.
So back to that wholeness thing, we are looking, we are looking to become more whole. Relationship is a place where we want to experience our own sense of wholeness. We want to be more. We want to grow up. It's not about changing us. It's going to grow us up. We want it to grow us up. And that doesn't mean that every relationship has to be it. I know for me in my life and my brother's life and the life of our friends, and we're a little bit older, every relationship takes us another step. Every relationship that we're, that we're in, business, personal, romantic, is going to take us another step to where we need to be. So uh, there's also a letting go to that process. There's also appreciating that process. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's not for not where, where 22 is ending. How many things in 22 were there to teach us for the moment? And you can hear yourself. You can listen to yourself and listen to the relationship and listen to the lessons. Again, listen means to be open-minded, to be present, to pay attention and resonate. And that means physically, intellectually, and emotionally, what are the lessons that 22 wanted to give me if I'm in relationship to 22? So I could hear them, and then you know what? Now I could be open to 23, and let me listen to what 23 is going to have. Firework. I guess they agree. <laughs> it's, it's also really important to... I'm, I'm always in a relationship, even if I'm not always in a relationship to another person. I'm in a relationship to this couch. I'm in a relationship to God. I'm in a relationship to myself. I'm in a relationship to my parents. I'm definitely in a relationship to my phone. So... I want to refine my relationship. And the way I'm refined is through relationship. Does that make sense? Awesome. I feel like what I took from that is, in other words, the more you refine your relationship with yourself is the better that all relationships kind of just upgrade. And, and it's a catch-22 because relationships are really going to be where the rubber meets the road and how I start realizing how I'm refining myself. You know, don't, t uh, so many people that consider themselves like, oh, I'm good and I'm great and I'm spiritual. Okay, just, I'm curious, what do you, what happens when the dog is barking? What happens when there's fireworks outside? What happens when, you know, your kid comes back with, like, there's so many different types of challenges that we have where we get to be in relationship and we get to practice. So, anyways, is there more? This is another great question. You ask them, is there more? If you're really listening and you're really interested, ask them, is there more? How do you open them up? Let's say someone's in a relationship or is getting into one, or it doesn't really matter. Maybe it does, but let's say that person, like you feel like they're... they're like you, you say like, how are you? I'm good. No, but like, how are you really? And they just say again, like, I'm good. They, they probably are telling you that they're good because they don't, they don't trust that you care. Well, what if they're telling you they're good because they're good? <laughs> so I hear your question. 
uh, that I think... There's always more to say. Is there? Does there have to be? Does there have to be? Meaning, don't get, don't get caught up in wanting more. Wanting, wanting, wanting more drama and more colors. Sometimes good is good. And if you respect their good, and if you learn to trust their good, and I'm not telling you that you're wrong with what you're asking. You're 100% right. But there's going to come a point where you want to believe that them when they say they're good. Or you want to be able to trust it. Or they've given you enough other stuff for you to actually understand them when they say they're good. You know, it's the difference between saying I'm fine and I'm good. I'm fine is, okay, I'm fine. It means well, what, what does fine mean? Okay, let me let, let's add. Or you fine might is a loaded word. <laughs> feelings inside not expressed. Yeah. So. Um. So I'm good. Uh, that's interesting. What does good mean? I want. I, I hear that you're good. What does good mean? It's okay to ask questions to further understand what they mean. Without saying. Without trying to negate their answer. What if two people just weren't really expressive in a long time? And you want to start uh, a new page of being a better listener? Then... So, then... <laughs> what if people are starting a new page and you want to practice being a better listener? Did I hear you right? Yeah. So is this a married couple or is this a broken up couple or is this two friends? Does it matter? Yes. Each one. So a married couple, I would think that you would ask what I ask and say, like, what does good mean? Can you tell me more? And they ask for more. And if it was, if it was um, a broken up couple, that wants to get back together and she would say good and you would want to practice being a listener I would ask is there more is it like would you like to share more and it could be yes or it could be no again it's very you have to be very clear on your agenda is your agenda to listen or is your agenda to suck someone back in and if it's a friend also do you really care that's a question do you actually care? Or is it because once they start speaking a certain amount, then it gets, then you have certain boxes in your head that got checked. Make sense? Again, it's totally fine either way, but yeah. It looks like you've you got a lot to think about. No, it's it's just it's it's amazing. It's it's a whole new way of thinking. You know. For for me, it's not the the amount of words; it's the energy behind the words. It's really going to be the energy behind their words that wind up meaning the most to me. For me personally. Can you explain more? 
she should live in Lewell, my mother. The second I call her in the morning, I hear her hi. I know, what, I, I, I kind of have a feel of where she's at. You want that level of sensitivity in relationship. I think I want that level of sensitivity in relationship. Where from their hello, from their hey, what's up, from their hi, how you doing? You want to, I want to be able to be in tune. With them. Yes. Connection is about, about resonating and being in tune. And then what's the second step? Meaning, let's say it's jolly, let's say it's down, let's say, then what? Then you'll be in connection. Is, so for me, that means to fix. That's not, that's not called being in connection. That's I, called fixing. I know it's wrong. It's not but, about right or wrong. But if the person is down, why do you feel, why do you, like, you, you sound down, what's wrong? So why are you asking what's wrong? To fix. Okay, what if it wasn't to fix? What if I do A, they don't want to be fixed. What if B, you can't fix? Okay, so asking with intent of listening is what's wrong. They tell you what's wrong, and instead of giving a solution, you actually just listen. Mm-hmm. Mm. I need to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Men are very, very... It doesn't come very from a bad place. Solution-oriented. Absolutely not. We're very solution-oriented. I remember years ago, and you would appreciate this because you know him, I go to my father. I think I was opening up one of the organizations that I worked at. I said, I'm scared of failure. I told him, like, I'm scared of failure. Wait, wait. And what does he say? I don't know. You... What do I think he said? Yeah, what do you think? Oh, yeah, you know, just do it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> no, he said, he said, your father... You failure. Your father's not a failure. You're not a failure. That, that was his, <laughs> that was the words, of, and it was beautiful and it was great. My, I don't even want to say my issue, but my hang up with that is your father not a failure. You're not a failure. Is that it? it takes like it takes my fear, and just kills it. And it's like okay, he, he, I didn't feel hurt. I didn't actually feel hurt. There are other times things that I was scared of where and he he nodded his head and he said, I'm scared too. Oh, you didn't, whatever. You but, didn't feel hurt? No. I feel like for me that would be nice to hear. I mean, it's, it's nice and it's funny, but that's not actually... I wouldn't consider that listening. I, I would, honestly... I've, he's, I, he's reassuring you. That wasn't... For me, for you, that might be reassuring. For me... That's not reassuring. I know. Uh, See what you want to. I know my father's not a failure. Yeah, but your dad's not gonna. He's not gonna tell you all oh, what's wrong, and he can't. I hear you. I have no doubt that my father did the best that he could in that moment. That doesn't necessarily mean that I walked out feeling hurt, feeling validated. Yeah, feeling hurt that my that my fear was like okay, fine, like this makes sense. This. This makes sense. Anybody who's, who's going through a hard time, I found a lot of people that are going through the hard time, when whatever spin, whatever fear, whatever sadness, they're really looking for... A listener? A listener. Mm-hmm. A listener and for someone to actually mirror back to them what's going on and to be validated and to hear that, that makes sense. The way you, you're, you're feeling makes sense. The pick-me-up, that happens 
after. First, I'm, I'm not telling you to get down on the floor with me, but first acknowledge that I'm down. You want to pick me up? Okay. You don't even know where I am to pick me up. Get it? You don't know where I am in order to pick me up. So first, chop where I am. Meet me, meet me, meet me for a second. Be, mm-hmm. For a second, I'm going to tell you, I'm not dragging you down with me. But meet me for a second. Be interested to hear where I'm at, and then let's do the pick-me-up game. Jack, my brother, is very into, oh, it was all for the best, it's all for the best, it's all for the best. He would I say hate that, that response. I, but it's not that different. It's not that different. So you know it's all for the best, but... I know it's all for the, it's all for the best, help. but it's like, okay, I want to put your head through the wall. But it's true. I'm like, absolutely, it's true. But there's, there's steps. For me, there were steps. It's crazy. Something so simple like listening is so hard. It's just like, just, it's, just listen. Like, it's, a, just, it's a discipline. Just, it's a discipline. It's uh, a discipline. It's a muscle that you work. Just it's shut a up and muscle listen. muscle that you work. Shut up and listen. Really, really, really just... Okay, and, and you'll test it. And you'll say, when I'm, I had someone who worked for me. And she was convinced that she was this unbelievable listener. And... This doesn't we were, sound like she is. We were getting... Uh, she hears what she hears. So she listens. I don't know what she listens to, but she wasn't listening to me. But there was one time I was having a whole exchange with her, and I explained to her A, B, and C. And she's like, oh, I hear you, I hear you, I hear I'm like, okay, can you tell me what I said? Like, what I'm saying is meaningful to me. So when you're telling me I hear, I want to believe you. Can you mirror back to me what you said, what I said? You know, I hate that response from people when they say I hear you. It's funny because when it's done with intention, I find it very meaningful. When it's done with intention. I know, you know how you tell someone a problem and say, like, I hear you. Okay. So anyways, this, this, this woman got it completely off. Got it completely off. And I was like, okay, at least I understand. I know what it feels like to not be listened to. And I know that many people think that they're listening. But that just because you think that you're listening doesn't mean that the other person feels heard. So you want to check. You want to check. You want to check and mirror back. So what I'm hearing from you is that, 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 that. Did I get it right? Am I hearing you? Does that make sense? Like, wait, just so I could... You want to mirror, mirror it back. Mm-hmm. For you, you want to check yourself. What you're saying, this, 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 and that, right? Because if you're a guy and you're listening to, to your girlfriend or your wife, and you think that you understand what you're saying, what they're saying, and they're saying something completely different, and you don't check, you've had two complete different conversations that happen. Is listening to understand or to just, or to, just, or to feel more? Because you can listen and try to put it into your own head. So what would I do? Or you could listen and just try to like be them for a second. You know what I mean? So I would say resonance is really, listening is really allowing the other person to be and you receiving that you receiving that after you want to say oh what what i would do in that shoes or you know you could spin on that have fun have fun and then obviously it becomes a conversation i'm not telling you what not what to do and what not to do we specifically when it comes 
to a discipline called listening, a practice called listening. Right? You, and how do I take myself out of, take a step back in relationship, take myself out of relationships and make it more about the other person? That doesn't mean that you don't have needs. That doesn't mean that you don't have desires. That doesn't mean that you don't have wants. That doesn't mean that you don't have your own feelings and your own triggers and your own issues and your own wants to be listened to. You deserve to be heard too. A billion percent, yes. Mm -hmm. And you want the other person to hear you too and understand you and be supportive for you and connect with you and celebrate you. Of course you deserve that. Of course you deserve that. And my, my assumption is that, is that relationships really work when there's less you in it also. I was about to ask you, it's just to go back to what you said in the beginning. Um, is it possible that someone could be in a relationship building that whole fantasy of, what, like you said in the beginning, what they think the other person is and actually being in the relationship for a while? Yes. And and never actually listening to the person? Yes. And then one day they could actually listen for once and say like, like whoa, this whole time I was like dating myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Were you dating the other person or were you dating your own perception of the other person? And it's always, and it's a very scary thought. And many people don't hear it. So if you're listening, guys, it's time to listen, listen. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's being drunk. Matthew Housie was brilliant for me on this when it came to dating. You, wanna, you want to be able to be realistic about your compatibility with the other person, the backgrounds matter. Don't tell me it doesn't matter. It matters. Especially if whatever it is that you're going to do, whatever choices you're going to make, every factor is a factor. And it's important for you to realize where those things factor in. Um, so when it comes to compatibility, when it comes to getting drunk on a fantasy, when it comes to a shared fantasy, there is this concept called a shared fantasy that you have with the other person. Is that having a good time out? Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's but a, but it's a, I a good think, time out is not living and being married and, and going through life. So, how do you get married? And how do you get to live I'm life? Saying, but when you get married, you both come together from all of your backgrounds and your whole lives and your whole shtick that you built for yourselves until that point And you built together. It starts with a night out. My my, my, my point is, it's, it definitely starts with a night out. But it... it my point is... Yeah, but I was asking a girl, what do you like to do for fun? Like, can I get to that? Because what, it starts with, what do you like to do for fun? Then it starts with, well, why, why do you find that fun? Oh, I used to do that when I was a kid. Oh, can you tell me about your childhood? And then it opens. And then it opens. Mm. People like to have fun. Connecting is fun. Sex is fun. Marriage is fun. It's also a hell of a lot of work. Religion is fun, too, when you allow it to be. There is a lot of fun that you can have in life. When you allow the fun to also have meaning. If it's fun for the sake of fun or chaos, it's not... I want to be constructive with my fun. I want to enjoy myself. And I, and I want to be going into a direction. Mm -hmm. That's why it's going back to that, that shared goal and the... And 
again, do, I, do we have the same goal, a shared goal, or a shared prayer, or a shared, um, or a shared fantasy? Interests. Yeah. And how do you, if you, if you catch yourself in a shared fantasy, what's the next step? <laughs> Call me. You want a perspective that you can trust. You want a perspective based in reality that you trust. Um, it could be a, a rabbi, a parent of this. It could be both of you actually being honest with yourselves. Um, again, because if you're in a shared fantasy, that doesn't mean that and you're waking up to the fact that there are certain things that aren't serving me in here. It doesn't mean that the other person wants to hear it. So is it possible to do a complete reset? What do you mean by a complete reset? Tell me more. Yeah, tell me more about what a complete reset means. Let's say a person goes, from now on, I'm going to be a very good listener. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> tell me more. That, that's what it means. I'm Moroccan. Period. Okay. It's hard for Moroccans to be good listeners because... We want to fix everything with passion. I hear you. So I think it sounds like you need a lot of post-its and a lot of reminders and a lot of ways to track yourself. A lot of ways to track yourself. And again, listening is, is a lifetime discipline. No, like personally, I found myself to be to some... I found myself to be a good listener mainly with people that I don't care about. And I notice with people that I care about, since I care about them so much, I, t I go from the listener to the fixer. Mm -hmm. But when, the, when it's people that you don't care about, like, you, whatever, you don't care about so much, but, like, you listen, and after the conversation's over, they're like, wow, thank you so much. So honestly, it's, it's, it, as much as it sounds that you want to be a better listener, and I definitely hear that, I think there's also space for you to see that inner fixer, and like, what's up with him? Like, where is he at, and where does he come from, and what does he need, and how he keeps on showing itself up, and how much... He comes from a good place. No, no, you're already telling me what it is. Listen to him. Because he could come from a good place, that doesn't necessarily make it not dysfunctional. Listen to the fixer? Yes. And just, and allow it to be, and maybe, you know, put a leash on him sometimes. You don't have to fix every situation, even if you can. Mm -hmm. And certain things and certain lessons people are going to need to learn on their own. You know, many, I, I, I knew someone, he would like text me, fix me. He would come to me for such, he was like, fix me. I was like, I can't see you anymore. Because, like, A, you're not broken. <laughs> so... There's nothing to fix. B, if the more I'm going to look at myself as a fixer, it's like kind of putting myself as on a pedestal. If I could sit down and start to fix things, it's... I don't think you're meant like, to fix things. Exactly. Um, I get it now. Yeah. I'm meant to fix things. Just allow it. You could allow it to be, and you, your moves will present themselves. If I'm just jumping to fix the situation, yeah, because, and then the, the, then that's why some people might get a little bit 
down and they can't fix the situation because they have so much identified with themselves as the fixer. But you're so much more than just a fixer. You're also a listener. Yeah, I catch myself sometimes wanting to fix the world. Mm-hmm. It's funny because there's a very powerful quote from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and I love this. He said, he said it's not, sometimes what a person needs is not an intelligent mind that speaks wise advice, but it's a special heart that listens. Uh-huh. And that, it's, uh, it's probably one of the, the most favorite things I've ever heard him say. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Okay. I think that wraps it. Happy 22. <laughs> and a happy 23. Any last words for the for the Oilam or what the good? Um, Shut up and listen. <laughs> no, if it's it's okay if there are other if there are different parts of you that don't always agree. But that doesn't mean that both of them don't have but all those parts don't have space to listen. Mm-hmm. They have this week's parasha is vayichi where Wait. Yeah, by gosh, it's finished, so now we're going going to Baichi, and each brother was able to listen to his father, and each brother received his own blessing. Right. So be open to listening, be open to listening to whatever blessing you're carrying, and it doesn't necessarily have to look a certain way. Right. Be open to it. Be open to letting it just be. Tough. All right. Can we give a communal blessing to all the listeners that the same way you listen to this podcast, you should be able to learn the lessons and be able to listen to everybody else in your life. Shabbat Tov, and thank you for listening. No pun intended.